Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi everyone, it's Brian King, Millwall goalkeeper from 1967 to 1975. I spent the happiest years of my playing career at the Den And I'd love to share some of the memories, stories and personalities with you in my new book, The Lion's King. In my time, I've met some amazing characters, including Harry Cripps, Barry Kitchener, Sir Alf Ramsey, as well as the great Gordon Banks and Lev Yashin himself. My book is packed with laughs, tears, tragedies and triumphs. So join me in my journey down Coldblow Lane and beyond the lion's king available now for Well, hello, dear listeners. Welcome to our Sunday morning sermon. It's Akdung Millwall, and I have two um, dishevelled, and thankfully this is not a video stream, listeners, because you, you know, we're saving some of it, especially Aaron Paul for the OnlyFans account. Um, but I have two dishevelled Sunday morning visages looking back at me on zoom big welcome first of all to mr aaron paul how are you doing aaron good morning good morning nick good morning uh yeah they missed the pre-show show you know show uh, show which was which is it could be deemed as x-rated in some countries quite you know? literally listeners it's from the bed of aaron paul there we are <laughs> well mate <laughs> it is sunday morning i had a uh, a, a late night working, um, and and you know I was I was told we're, we're doing the show at eleven o'clock Sunday morning yeah, uh, right. by Ryan Loftus, who, who selected this time, and he turned up late. The fucking bastard! And here he is, the the, the man himself. Easy like Sunday morning with Mr. Ryan <laughs> Loftus. How are you doing, Ryan? I'm very well. Good to have you on the show, mate. I, I can only apologise for my lateness. There was a, a longer than expected queue at my local artisan coffee house, but uh, <laughs> you know, I, uh, I don't go for the coffee. I actually, I go for the cakes. So you know, they've, they've got a grip on me. But uh, you know, it's, it's a Sunday ritual, and you know, sometimes it's just hard to get out of bed. But it's, I'm all the better now for, uh, for for having a lovely meal chat. Is it, is you, you go for the cakes. 
Oh yeah, my I don't, I, I'm not a big fan. I'm not a big coffee drinker. My girlfriend goes to the coffee. I, I've got a lovely cinnamon donut muffin. It's it's it is absolutely divine. And a well, I mean, you, you, you had a chance of you had a chance of uh, quite a few cakes yesterday, but it's disappeared. <laughs> there was there was mentioned on stream. There was mentioned on stream of the quality of the brownies yesterday. I don't know where they came in from. Are they, are they no, some I new mean, new supplier at the den? The, the, the brownies were mentioned by. Carl hitting, the, hitting the kiosks, they're going to go lovely with an Angelo, Angelo Peretti. I think when when fans are allowed back in, <laughs> this is this is not the Millwall I know, listeners. But there we are, gentlemen. Thank you for joining me on this Sunday morning. We speak in the aftermath of a frustrating for me one all draw. I wanted to get your respective takes on it because that felt yesterday, despite three world-class saves by Bart Bielkowski that kept us in the game and possibly won us a point in the end, but it still had that feeling of points thrown away, rather. A mistake to concede the equaliser late in the second half. And then an absolute howler of a miss by one John Daddy Budvarsson. Um, I'm going to start with you, Ryan. What was your, what was your takeouts from the game yesterday? How did you find it? You were, in, you were at the stadium, weren't you, in the, in the press box yesterday? Yeah, I was there yesterday. It's it was a a really odd one. I think it's an odd game in terms of like like you say, you feel like it is three points dropped, but Cardiff will probably feel the same. It's we both had enough chances to win it, and obviously for a bad, really really bad finishing from Millwall yeah. and some really great goalkeeping from Bart, I think both sides could have come away from that feeling like they edged it. But I mean, I think Millwall were. Maybe a bit better than we're, we're getting credit for. I think the last 10 minutes was a bit manic for both sides anyway. But for the majority of the game, we never really looked like conceding or never really looked like dropping any points. So it's an odd one. I think Mill were in a really odd position at the moment just with, with injuries. I know we'll come on to later. But like where the side is at, because I think where Rauer has got them now, we're used to or we're getting used to Mill putting out impressive displays and, and doing well, but the squad just isn't there yet. And no. it's frustrating that, you know, we're, we're on the path to it. And I think this summer, you know, with the pandemic and the tight finances, it's really, I think, halted Mill in their tracks. And I think so far it's looking like it's going to be a bit of a, not a, not the most exciting season, a bit of a, like a mid-run season. Then hopefully things open up at the end of this one and we can start to build again. Agree with that, Aaron. Aaron, you, 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 your fresh prince, your, 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 your favourite player at the Den, uh, Ben Thompson, featured yesterday. Not fresh prince, my sweet prince. Your sweet Rick, prince. Sorry, I couldn't remember my in the sweet moment. Sweet prince, yeah. The sweet the prince babe. featured. Um, good, great to see him. I thought a very strong performance from Ben. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, as Ryan says there, I mean that the squad is just showing its limitations at the moment. So is it a work in progress for? for uh, well, I, I, I think it is. I mean. Firstly, I want to sort of just address the um, the lineup. I was actually quite pleased with the lineup um, because I thought playing a four-two-three-one rather than the five at the back. I mean, if there was a five at the back, I'd, I don't know what I would have done yesterday. Yeah. Just like maybe done a crossword or something instead, because I know exactly <laughs> what I'm expecting there. And to be honest, I expected a five at the back, especially with Kiefer Moore turning up. I really thought that route would try and just sort of like, you know, anchor him in and 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 start from the back and try and try and do something going forward. He played the four two three one. You know, we saw uh, Wallace Thompson and Bennett sort of um uh, get their out with Matt Smith up top. Um again, defensively looked sound. Defensively looked sound for, for a while. 
it was just the rhythm going forward. There was no, it felt kind of put together, like clumped together, like these guys had never played with each other before in mm. some of the passages of play. There was no instinct, there was no um, natural connection. I mean, I remember watching one pass, I think in the second half, where, um, you know, they're breaking down the left. And instead of playing a pass right, where there's a player in acres of space, they've opted to keep going down the left and, and you know, get, I think it was Jed Willis, Jed Willis in a foot race with one of their defenders. Yeah. And I'm sat there, I'm like, what the fuck are you thinking? Like, yeah. you know, have the foresight to do something else, to switch play, to switch sides. But it just felt, um, it felt, it felt just sort of a bit, you know, clumsily put together. Um, good to see Ben Thompson in. You know, I've, I always maintain, I think, he is a very, very natural number 10. And on his day, he is the best number 10, you know, in, in the division on his day, on his yeah. day. The problem is he's, he's not on his day regularly enough because of injury and whatnot. And he didn't look 100%. He needs to get up to speed and get up to fitness. And he got bashed about a bit. Marlon Pack and Sean Morrison aren't, you know, the nicest of, 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 of contenders. They're really good players, really good championship players. They bashed him up a bit. And, and you know, he's, he's going to have a few bruises this morning, Ben Thompson. Um, but I think one thing, boys, I've, I think that if you look at the subs... Um, especially the Malone for Bennett, this just screams that the squad isn't good enough. There's no depth. If I'm Yuri Skalak and Gary Rowett is bringing on Scott Malone, be it to go to a back five or to go to a, you know, to, to, to sit on the wing. And Malone did play in quite an advanced position. Um, if I'm Yuri Skalak, I'd be turning around and looking at myself and going, I'm fucked, I'm finished here. Yeah. If I'm Tom Bradshaw and he's bringing on Bod Varson, who's played international football in the week. By the way, his international goal return is shambles and we'll come on to Bob Varson in a minute. If I'm Tom Bradshaw and he's bringing on Bod Varson, I'm sat there going, what the fuck am I doing? Like, what, is, what the fuck? Like, literally, yeah. this is terrible. You know, it just, the squad, like, the first 11, great. There's no game changers on the bench. Bar no. Troy Parrott, and a lot of people are hanging up hopes on him. You know, the problem is you're going to get a lot of plums on social media who are going to see 20 minutes of Troy Parrott and go, oh, you shit, you shit. Yeah. He hasn't played a season of football. He's barely played any football. Yeah. You know, it's difficult that we're hanging hopes on him. I just wanted to, to pick up on a couple of things Aaron said because like, they're, they're so true. I think the the number of occasions, I know you mentioned that, that one where we could have switched to play on the break, but there were so mm. many, I think three or four, where we had really good opportunities to break. And obviously, other than the one that put Bordfarsen through, we just wasted all of them. There was one where Murray Wallace had it and Bennett had made an excellent run. I think it was one-on-one -on -one or maybe two-on-two. -two. And Murray Wallace just sliced it and kicked it straight out of play. And we would have been in. There was, there was so many occasions there where, basically, unless the ball is with Ryan Woods to be able to put a ball of that quality through, everyone else seems to just make the wrong choice. And it's such a waste. And on the, on the starting lineup as well, I completely agree that that's in the circumstances and the injuries we had, that is probably the best 11 you could put out. And I think it was brave to not go with a back five. Like you've got, not, you've not just got Kiefer Moore, but you've got Glatzel up there. Like they're both six mm. foot four, six foot five. I think the game had an average striker height of six foot five. Like, you know, you know what sort of game it's going to be. So a lot of managers would go with a back five there just so that neither of them had anything to win. But it was brave. He trusted Hutchinson and Cooper, who I think both did pretty well. Um, Hutchinson, I thought, was outstanding. Um, they just they they didn't really give more. Obviously, more scored, but they didn't give them much in the game. 
and and again with Thompson, it is good to see him back. You can see he's just not fit, um, like not fully fit anyway. The second half, he really started to to come alive. He was a bit anonymous in the first half. He did some good running, but he didn't do much. But the second half, you can see he got his tail up, and it's just a shame he doesn't have that fitness to to last it. But I think he's definitely given Rowett something to think about, and I think this this sort of formation. Um, is something that I think we might see more of with with Thompson as the ten as he starts to get a bit of trust. But like then you look at the Malone substitution as well. You we didn't have Conor Mahoney. Rowett said after the game Conor Mahoney would have started um, if he was fit. He injured himself right. Like th- yesterday there was a, a video of him put up by Mill's social media of him scoring a good finish. But they I think right at the end of training they were doing corners and he, he tore his quad um, as while well, taking a corner. And um, apparently it looks like it's going to be quite a bad one. So. Who knows who long, how long he'll be out for? But yeah, if you, if you look at, you've got Skalak to put on the bench, but on the bench, but he he puts a left back on a left wing, and it, it just speaks of that squad depth generally, but also the injuries that we have that are they just limit us so much when a game gets late and we need to make some changes. All we can really do is try and hold on to what we've got. We struggle to to kick on. I was just looking at um, Gary Rowett's uh, program notes. So taken to ordering the program, listeners, which I never used to buy when I went to the football, but. Somehow it gives me a feeling of connection. I don't, I don't know, maybe we'll get on the psychiatrist's couch later and explore that. But um, So anyway, one of the uh, paragraphs that Gary's put in his programme notes is that squad rotation is key. And whilst that invariably means tough calls we need to be made along the way, including chopping and changing starting lineups, shapes and approaches, every decision's done with the best interest of the club. But I think going back to, to, to the, some of the choices made yesterday, boys, I think that they did look a little bit like at times strangers to each other because that formation, that shape and that particular, you know, selection was, they haven't built the familiarity of a week in week out, you know, roughly, roughly speaking, first choice 11. They, the season yeah. is a, is an odd one. It's, it's stop start. We've had an international break, which um, Rowett here says um, came at a welcome time, but it doesn't breed that kind of um, Saturday to Saturday, uh, you know, same eleven kind of feeling. The you get short, sharp bursts of intensive football action, and we've got that looming up now in front of us across December and into the new year. Um, with players that are returning to fitness or, or hurting themselves left, right, and centre, we've had no luck on that front. So, squad depth and squad resources, I think, are partly to you know to, to to need to be brought into this but even so we're still sitting what is it ninth tenth in the table we're still mm. not completely yeah out of the yeah game. but mate right now the, the league table means fuck all i mean reading started the you know that's, that's <laughs> what at one o'clock reading were five points clear at the yeah. top now they're sixth you know the, the 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 table means nothing right now there are a few teams in in false positions there um you know i i don't expect to see sort of Again, Reading's one of them. I don't expect to see Swansea sort of at the top end and, and, and Bristol City maybe, you know, sort of just like smashing it at the top end. Um, and, and Brentford as well. I don't expect them to see, to see them in 11th. You know, you, you the, the table will adjust come Christmas probably. Yeah. And, you know, Millwall sitting in ninth right now. It's fair enough, but they haven't won a game in four games. You know, yeah. it, it scored one goal in four. Yeah, exactly. One, one, one goal in three, one goal in four is not good enough. Um, you know, I don't know, again, I, I don't know the situation with budgets and all that, but I can't even say, you know, let's go into January, have a squad clear out, get rid of some of the deadwood, because you get rid of the deadwood and there's no one left. Yeah. Like, the squad is tiny. It's very, very small. 
um, you know, what is it? Seven of the players yesterday started are, are Neil Harris players as well. Yeah. So it just shows Gary Rowett has only been able to do so much. Um, yeah. You know, it's just, I, I just feel again, I feel again, until there's a proper winger who's paid servicing, it's, it's not going to happen. It, ironically, it wasn't even a winger who supplied Matt Smith the ball for his goal. By the way, the Cardiff defending for that goal was abysmal. It was one of the easiest goals Matt Smith will ever score. I personally thought, I thought like, you know, the ref's going to blow for offside because it was as if the bat line just stood still. Um, yeah. and, and Smith just 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 headed it in. Um, but a, a ball in from Sean Williams rather than an actual winger. I'm, yeah. I think they miss Shane Ferguson. His energy and his work rate is, is phenomenal on the left-hand side. But getting a winger in and getting some creativity into the team is, has got to be a priority in January. Or if they're looking for, for freebies, it's really got to be a priority. Yeah, I think Millwall are in a really difficult situation. Situation. Like you said earlier as well, Nick, about, you know, the, the, you have the international break. You, you imagine sides normally come back a bit more invigorated. Everyone's had a bit of a rest or, you know, most of the players. But we've actually come off worse. We've During the international break, we've lost five or six, seven players to injury. Yeah. Um, you know, which are, none of that is helpful. Um, it just hammers the squad that we've already got. It means the pl- same players have to play week in, week out, I think. It's a really difficult situation for Millwall. And that the summer normally, obviously Gary Rowett came in halfway through last season. That that first summer with a new manager is normally such a big one to, you know, spend some time to work on the players to get them to really know your system. Maybe, you know, work on two or three tactics that you can really nail during that first preseason. Maybe clear out of some of the the players from the old regime who you just aren't who just aren't up to it. Get a few new guys in who you might have trusted or who you had an eye on before. But we, he just didn't have any of that. There was no preseason. There was no time to stop. And, you know, Rowett didn't, didn't get a chance to work on anything. He didn't have any time to get any players in. Obviously, we, we signed a few players, but they're very much stopgap players. You know, Ryan Woods and Mason Bennett were signed having ended the season with us. So they're hardly brand new signings. And then other than that, it's, you know, low knees and, and not much else. No churn, not many players left. And I think this next summer is going to be really huge. Millwall have got almost half of their squad out of contract. Um, they've so many players, seven or eight players out of contract. And, you know, some of them are quite old. Some of them aren't very good. So I think like Bradshaw and I think Leonard are, are, might both be out of contract. And, you know, they're both million pound signing players. And Sean Williams, Matt Smith, you know, it, the numbers kind of just go on and on. And, you know, it's it's a... It might be a bit of a gamble, but you wonder about how many of them will get new contracts and how many of them will get extended, or are they just gonna a Millwall gonna, you know, have a bit of a clear out and, and build again. I agree with Aaron that so many of the signings are Neil Harris players and they're just you can tell Rowich doesn't fancy them. Like no, he no. doesn't really trust or fancy Bodvarsen and Bradshaw. And I think with with great reason, to be honest, every time he's given them a chance, the amount of times Matt Smith has been on the bench because Rowett wants them to deliver, and they just never ever have. The whole time he's been at the club, they've never managed to deliver. Um, it's just really frustrating. I mean, the opening goal was a classic Matt Smith goal, wasn't it? It was, you know, it was an OK cross into a dangerous area, um, and I think um, I think it might have been Max on on the one of the previous I follow streams that I, I heard say you don't have to be um, the most precise cross of the ball to make Matt Smith into a dangerous play. You just need to get it roughly in in the zone, in you know, in, in and around that kind of gap between the penalty spot and the, and the six-yard area, and, and he'll do the rest. And that was a great Matt Smith goal, and that's what he'll, you know, thank God for that, because 
we were struggling otherwise without that. Um, but I do want to mention um, Bart Bielkowski um, because Ooh. he made, I think it was described as world-class saves on, in one of the um, newspaper reports that I, I, I posted earlier on. Might have been the Mirror, Daily Mirror. Um, and I think they were world-class saves. There was one at the end of the first half, which was um, a, a header. I think he took it from almost underneath the crossbar and put it over somehow. Um, how he does this, I don't know. He is a, an amazing goalkeeper. And we, we are so fortunate that he's in between our sticks because um, three times yesterday he saved a goal. Without a question, I think, you know, you, you do kind of get tired of seeing it. I think Jake Sanders tweeted yesterday, it's kind of worrying the amount of times we have to say Bart has made man of the match, yeah, and uh, you know that is a concern. But also, you know, the saves he did. I know he had to make three yesterday, but sometimes, some weeks he might have to make one. And uh, you know, it, although it's not great that you're relying on him, he is there to do it. You know, he is doing a job. There's there's some people who are of the opinion that goalkeepers should never really get credit for making saves because that's what they're there to do, regardless of the quality of them. I don't necessarily agree with that, but some people would argue that. But the, I mean, the saves yesterday. I said, obviously, before we came on, the one against Harry Wilson, where it's cut back and he gets his foot to it. Like, that's not... Oh, my God. It's not one of those that it's hit him. He has, he's got his foot out to that to stop it. And that is just... no. Like, I don't think any other goalkeeper, maybe one or two goalkeepers in this league, a lot of premiership goalkeepers, they just don't save that. He's just phenomenal. And it was so... I know, Aaron, both you and me were concerned in the stands when he went down after that first half save that Nick's talking about. Yeah. But like, I said to... um. To those around me, I said, you know, this is the way we're going to find out about that knee issue that was holding up the transfer. But <laughs> he was straight back up and, and you know, back up to make a couple of good saves. But he's just worth his weight in gold. And I think without him, not necessarily the team, because the defence even is phenomenal. I think we've got, I th- I've said it enough times, we've got the best centre-back in the league in Jake Cooper. Um, yeah, I agree with that. And Hutchinson, oh, Hutchinson too. Hutchinson you know, definitely top five, really. We got the best centre-back pairing in the league and one of the best goalkeepers. And it's it's no surprise that we don't score, concede many goals compared to everyone else in the league. That That's why. I, I, I you know, I, I agree with the Jake Cooper thing. I mean, yesterday, I think Millwall and Steve Cavanaugh probably sat there watching Kiefer Moore going, shit, we missed out. Because the work he put in for his goal... Uh, to beat Jake Cooper, obviously that was a mistake from Scott Malone. I understand that, but you know the work he put in to, to beat uh, Cooper and for strength as well, for strength and pace and power and finish was very, very, very good. It was excellent work. Yeah. I was fully expecting Hutch or, or, or Hutch to come in and sort of like you know last ditch clear it, sort of yeah. chuck leg yeah. or something like that. But but no, nothing came and, and, and fair play to Kiefer Moore. I think again, I think he was the one that got away. Definitely, he's the sort of we need. We you watch him yesterday, and I think watch him against Wigan when he played. He always he always seems to play quite well against Newell, but he's a mobile target man. I mean, even Glatzel, who isn't who isn't great. You, I think you mm. saw them both how they can move, mm. and obviously Matt Smith just doesn't have that. You know, when we play Matt Smith, we lose any energy from the front, and if we were able to actually sign more in the summer, that's the sort of I think he would. I mean, not not to disparage Neil Harris and Cardiff, but you know he, he's doing quite well there, and obviously he's moved there. You know, he plays for Wales and, and anything like that. And I imagine they can probably pay him near Premier League wages compared to what we can. But you can definitely tell if we're going to have a target man, he's the sort of target man you want. And uh, definitely agree that, that he's probably one of the ones who got away. Much more open second half. It was much more entertaining to watch. And I don't know if that's, um, 
you know, the right way to put it on that. I thought the first half we cancelled, both sides cancelled each other out with um, the goal and then the the uh, the save from Bart being the, the standout moments. But the second half was actually an open game, chaps, wasn't it? And, you know, I, I thought we... <laughs> We they they came close and we came close and and you know both sides will probably argue they they should have could have won it, um and the I mean the 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 goal the equalising goal really hurt because I thought we would we we were in control largely and you know we were, three points would have been valuable for us and then that Scott Malone was it Scott Malone or was it Murray Wallace who gave the ball Malone, Malone. Um, to see the you know to see that that. Error and then be punished for it, as you just said, is great work by by Moore for Cardiff. But the it began with a self-inflicted error, and I think that's I think someone mentioned somewhere that almost all of the goals we've conceded have come from self-imposed, self-created errors, and that is painful, painful uh, to to watch. But then Bart does his does a miracle save. I've got noted on eighty-three minutes, and and uh, another very good save shortly afterwards. But I just mm-hmm. want to touch on John Daddy because we can't really go through the whole show without mentioning that oh. howler of a goal. I, mean, I, I don't know. I wanted to get your, your views both, but I think Gary Rowett is entitled to expect his international striker, a player that's played in the top tournaments, to put that kind of chance away. And the fact that he missed it um, felt like a closure almost. <laughs> I, can't see, I can't see where he goes after that. I mean, I, I think I he mean, was lacking confidence already, but God help us now. He, I, 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 I struggle with John Daniel Wilson. I think when he came in, when, he, when we obviously first signed him, he looked not promising, but, you know, he, he didn't start too often. He had little cameos off the bench and he never really had a shot, but he put in a bit of effort. He looked like, you know, there might be something about this guy. And since then, he's just... I mean, he's woeful. He's 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 getting to a few more misses like that, and he'll be on the list with Rob Hulse and Gary Taylor Fletcher and Ricardo Fullers and the like because he's just he can't hit a barn door. I think this is probably the third one that is a howler of a miss, all in situations where it would have won us the game, not in small situations, not in you know consolation goal or equaliser or anything. It's to win the game. The one against Sheffield Wednesday, you know where he goes to chip the keeper and ends up hitting it closer to the corner flag and things like that. And it's just, I understand being low on confidence. It's a shame. He seems like a really nice guy. Um, yep. you know, the players. So am I though, uh, Ryan, I'm a, I'm a pretty yeah, nice exactly. bloke. I wouldn't put myself in the front line for Millwall because I can't yeah, no. on door either, you know, to be fair, you, you probably have the same goal record as, as Brad, Bradshaw and Bodvarsson coming in. <laughs> I mean, zero. You might, you, even you might get one off your ass, you know, if you stand might, close enough. To the I might beat something for pace, even at my age, you know. Um, well, I mean, it's you see the chance opening up and it is, it's, it's an odd one because I think with Millwall, we never get one-on-ones. The way we play, and I think it does speak to the fact that we're not very good at creating chances. We're actually one of the worst teams in the league at it. We never get one-on-ones. You, we, like, you know, the classic goal of a, a striker running through, like Kiefer Moore's one or like anything like that, and then and just slotting it past the keeper. We never, ever score goals like that. And for a chance like that to open up, and okay, you know, you can talk, talk about Thompson missing his header, which he probably should have scored as well. Um, slightly harder chance, but, you know, Parrot leaves the ball perfectly. He's offside. It's a brilliant yeah. pass. From intelligent, Woods. intelligent boy there. Yeah, yeah. Bodvarsson had no work to do. The pass from Woods was fantastic to land right in his path. 
he's taken it in and it's it's just too many touches and I, I don't even think it was too many touches he seemed in a good place and just just to not hit the target is just it's shocking thing is he's he's, he's under contract till 2022 yeah well, that's, that's a Neil Harris leftover I'm going to come back to something and I'm going to run um Harry and Michael and Mike did a few um contribution I'm going to run that now we'll come straight back after this short break you're listening to after Millwall well it's very unlike Millwall to give away a lead of what we've seen this season and, and recently under Rowett's reign that game should have been finished off you know we were playing well uh, missed a couple of good chances uh, and then a really sloppy goal to concede. Um, push too many up and then a ball through the middle of the defenders is is really poor. But then how we've not won the game. Bod Varson, is that man a striker? I'm not being funny, but someone in Sunday League would have put away that chance. One on one, this man's an international footballer. You know, he plays for a team in the same group as England. How on earth did he miss that chance? Really, the last 15, 20 minutes, it could have gone either way. Um, so I suppose in the end, you know, Murray Wallace off the line in the last seconds. A draw is, at least it's not a loss, but it doesn't seem positive at all. Um, frustrating, but good to see Ben Thompson back in the side. I, I was calling out for that. I thought he was excellent. Perhaps should have scored, but he uh, he was brilliant, leading from the front and doing some of Matt Smith's pressing as well. You know, we've proved again if Smithy gets a service, he'll score, but he's not going to last 90 minutes. Problem is his strength in depth, isn't it? I mean, Bod Varson, bringing him on, he's nearly as bad as Jiri Skalak. That's what we're talking about here. Um, Troy Parrott looked tidy, but, you know, you're only giving him 15 minutes. It's an annoying result. It's a frustrating result. It's just the sort that you would be pissed off about. Again, there for the taking, Cardiff, and we managed to throw it away somehow. Well, 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 that was unfortunate, but yet so predictable. Um, Millwall were Millwall, weren't they? Um, Matt Smith took his goal well, not really a lot in the first half. The one moment of quality between the two teams led Mill let Millwall lead the game. Millwall bossed the start of the second half, were completely in control. Ben Thompson was for me man in the match while he was on the pitch. Um the drive, the clarity, the vision, the winning of cheap free kicks, the darkness, the runs, everything that you don't get off Williams and Woods in midfield, the energy, the the movement, um uh, and the willing to chase co uh, lost causes, he cons referees better than any other player at the club, because he because of his size. You know, he, he's he's a must pick. You know, how can you not pick him next week or against Reading on Wednesday? Matt Smith, as I said, took his goal well, but when you take Matt Smith off, and you can only judge managers and um, the squad by what you do. We were one nil up. We were on top. We were creating chances. Ben should have scored and missed an easy chance inside the box. He'd done really well to get to it, but once he's got to it, he's got to score. It's another chance where we swung the ball to the back post with a better cross. We would have scored. Been two nil up. Game over. Rowett decides to make a change. Yes, Matt Smith's flagging, but I think you don't have to necessarily go target man. 
for target man in this particular idea. We've brought Malone on to play on the left-hand side. Um, just showing again how much strength in depth. Malone's the one that gives the ball away. We've played Parrot, who's not played four minutes of time. And then, um, but, you know, it, it's ridiculous. You know, he's brought Parrot on, who doesn't look ready. You know, let the ball go under his feet a couple of times, but yet has the intelligence to let the ball go across him when he's clearly offside to be played to Bodvarsson, who, again, for some unknown reason, has been picked and is on the bench. Um the question is, is when we let players go in the summer and whatever, is Aidan O'Brien, uh, I know he's not a middle player anymore, but would I have rather kept Aidan O'Brien, whose goal-scoring record in League One is better than what Bod Varson is, is the championship and would have, to, is a poacher and would have taken that chance? Because Bod because O'Brien, you know, had a finisher's brain. Bod Varson, for all his link-up play, which Aidan O'Brien and work rate, which Aidan O'Brien doesn't have, Aidan O'Brien would have been a better player to keep, in my opinion. Uh, but that stands with the management. And Gary Rowett, for all of his plus points, gets a very, very, very soft time from the Millwall faithful because of the football that we are playing. I will compare that to a Neil Harris to uh one nil being up and making changes negative changes and losing a game that is a pattern now that's a pattern that's happened under two managers so you know that's a squad issue not necessarily a management issue um bart's pulled off two magnificent saves by the way to keep it at two one we could have quite easily lost that game if we didn't have bart in goal or murray wallace on the line so all in all, you can't be too disappointed with a point, but you are because of bad tactical decisions. The lack of squad depth, you know, um, has led to has led to that result. And and I can't sit here and say that I didn't see it coming as soon as we took Matt Smith and Ben Thompson off because I did because we lose bite in the midfield. We've been overrunning the midfield. We've been crying out for Thompson. Thompson has a good game, and we have to take him off. Yes, you would have had Lennon in the middle. Ryan Woods again is a fucking passenger for me and, uh, you know, I, I really, I don't have the ability to sit here and fucking ping a pass of how many times he actually plays a pass forward. The bloke just switches play left and right between centre-backs. Now, if you think that's revolutionary for a defensive midfielder to do that, that's fine. But we had that two years ago in Tunnicliffe. I, I don't understand what people see in him. You know, him and Williams sitting there, you're not going to dominate midfields because they have no mobility to get about the pitch. We are crying out for a central midfielder. Malumbi, anyone, anyone. Malumbi, Ben Watson at fucking Nottingham Forest last season, done a better job than what fucking Ryan Woods does and was available on a free and he went to Charlton. You know, these are players that could have done a job for this season and they did squad depth. Um, we, you've got to look at the recruitment in the summer because, all right, we've gone for Parrot and we've got Parrot and, you know, he's not fit or whatever. You've gone for Sahor and the goals. But we create very, very little. And when we do create chances, we don't take them anyway. So what's the point? Just very frustrating. We're not going to we're going to be a mid-table side this season, an upper mid-table side, but we don't have enough quality in depth. The five subs will now hurt us. And that is simply that. Also, how fucking annoying was the Welsh commentary in the background? Jesus Christ. As the uh, Dow Winton of the group, as I'm constantly referred to, and ironically, as I've been flicking through the channels um, and have stopped on Supermarket Sweep, uh, I will give my feedback. I think Mike is right. 
add that you know we've we've got players the likes of Bavarsen who should be finishing. But this is another game where Mill should have took the chances and um, and really you know should should have won the game again. It's similar to the Matt Smith chance a little while ago. Um, not the fact or the the chance itself, but you know the fact that it should be a game that we. We should win. Um, again, uh, the chance that they scored uh, to, to allow them to run through like that and find the back of the net was poor uh, and disappointing. However, you know, we, we, we've got to let Jake have one or two. He's had a fantastic season so far. And again, it's just another one that's unfortunate. If you're a defender, if you make a mistake or you get beat, chances are they'll score. But I think it goes back to just how unlucky we've been with, with strikers. You know, if we would have had... Full, fully fit strikers and with some to choose from and healthy competition for each other would we have taken some of these chances I think we would have done um, as we've said on the pod a few times and has been contributed from from other other people it's a good position for Mill to be in and the fact that we're sort of ninth, 8th, ninth, 10th around that position looking up and disappointed that you know we haven't beat a team who, who were in the playoff mix last year is, is a bit of a compliment to us really so Let's get one back fit and see how we go from there. Come you line. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. If you're enjoying Afton Mill Podcast, then why not help us grow the show and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts? We'd love it. Love it. If you visit the Apple link in the show notes and leave us a rating and a review. Achtung Mill is the number one podcast broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey. No show sponsors, no Patreon, and no TikTok accounts. Thank you, dear listeners, and as always, Arrivederci Mill. So, big thank you to the boys there. Um, I, this is a, a, a posted on Twitter, chaps, um, earlier on, and I've got a nice question here from a boy called Neil, um, asking if, if we will consider questioning Gary Rowett's tactics, decision-making, particularly the um, substitutions. He also mentions formations and player choices. Um, and it's an interesting question because there was a lot on online yesterday about those two substitutions. Obviously, everyone is, you know, keen on Ben doing well. Um, is, am, am I, is it fair to say here we've got a consensus that Ben was probably running short on gas at the time that he was substituted, and that explained why? hundred percent, absolutely. The substitute. Uh, it's, you, we've got 
two games a week. This is going to be the, one of the busiest periods of the season. We've got two games a week. We've got a game on Wednesday. And if Ben Thompson's playing well, a player who, who started twice this season, he's barely played. He's played like four games, including the cup games. If, if he's playing well and the game, because I know you said it was an exciting second half. It wasn't exciting until the 80th minute. There was nothing happening. It was more open, but I, I take the point. Yeah. We were completely in, um, in control of the game. Like, you know, Thompson misses header. We probably should go 2 0. And then it isn't until the 80th minute, which is before Gary Rowett makes um, like any formational changes, before Ben's injury, um, or shortly after Ben's injury, you know, it doesn't really change. So I think definitely take, take Thompson off. He was getting tired. You don't want to risk him getting injured again. And it, he's probably going to start again on Wednesday. So you've, you've, you're just in a position where you've got to protect your players. And then I think the other substitutions, Malone coming on, yep. like we say, it's a, a, another nail in his coffin for Yuri Skalak. I mean, he must have the most nails in a coffin ever. But <laughs> he, you know, it's, it's, he's not coming. I mean, that, that coffin is going to be straight back on a, on a flight to uh, Czechoslovakia, I think, come the end of the season. But, you know, the fact that he's got Malone, but Tyler Burry who Gary Rowett name-checked as one of the young players who could come through, is also injured. So he would have been on the bench. Gary Rowett said that we had every player who was fit on the bench. Obviously, we've got extended subs now. But other than those who are on the bench, you know, with Hayden Muller and James Brown, the only fit player not to be on there is Ryan Sanford, the third-choice keeper. So, you know, there's not... I, I don't know. It's a, it's a hard one because I understand people want to criticise Rowett for... Maybe that's not holding. But, but, but hold, 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 right? Okay, I got a question, and this is I'm not, I'm not going to disagree with you or anything like that. I actually want to question the question and say you can question the subs. Yes, one well, he may not have faith in players like Bradshaw and and. Well, it's that, isn't it? It's that. Matter. And then but the, how can you question his formation? Yeah, he plays five at the back. He gets slated. He plays four at the back and goes four two three one in more of an attacking style. He gets slated. It did. It didn't work out because of the system. It just didn't work out because there's no quality and 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 the performance was disjointed. I mean, yeah. I don't know if anyone sort of agrees with me or disagrees with me. No, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. You know, I, I just I I don't think you can sit here and go he's tactically naive because with all due respect to the guy, he's evidently not playing this back five has sorted Millwall out nicely in terms of the back. You know, the statistically the best defense in Europe and all that. You know, Malarkey, which we hung on to you know for a few weeks, but now he's looking to change it and he's played the four two three one because he saw them win two one a two nil against Luton and 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 do it. So, yeah, fuck it, let's give it a go. The problem is, let's be fair as well. Cardiff have got some quality in that squad. Cardiff got some real, real quality in that squad. Yeah. Harry Wilson's is not a player to be fucked around with. No. Um, no. You know, no. Bakuna's played a lot of Premier League football. You look who else in that squad. Marlon Pack is a very, very experienced campaigner. Sean Morrison's Sean Morrison, a good player. Yeah. You know, um, Joe Rules, Junior Hoylett's played a lot of Premier League football. Kiefer Moore was one of the most wanted centre-halves. Glatzel's come into the game. There were some good players. They've got some mm. really, really good players. And uh, arguably, you know, to bring on someone like Shea Ojo, who, you know, like, granted, he isn't, like, amazing, but he can change a game. He's a, he's a tricky yeah. winger. He's good at ranges. It's just well. showing everything Mill will miss. It's showing everything yeah. Mill will miss. I think it's, it's not to do with tactics. It's to do with the squad. No, definitely. It's definitely come... For me, definitely, I think it comes down to personnel. I, I completely agree with Aaron about Rowett. He isn't tactically naive. I think it's, it's quite aware he... he that, the formation like works, and I think that it's a frustration when 
what I think the problem is, and I think this is why people maybe are starting to question Rowett, which I, I like I say, I completely agree with Aaron. I don't, I don't really buy that. I think the, the frustration is that we haven't really seen growth since he's come in. Um, we obviously are a lot better side. Like we, we got quite good quite quickly when he came in. Yeah. Got very defensively solid. We got, you know, we were nicking wins. We were hard to break down, which we still are. But there's not much else. And I think what that else that is missing was the same problem all through last season is that we can't create chances and we can't score chances. And it's it's a twofold part where it's like, you know, you can have a 30 goal a season striker, but if no one can create a chance for him, he's not going to get any goals. So it's not just about having someone to score the goals, but it's definitely about having someone to create them. And at the moment, we don't have either. So when Bod Varson gets a chance like that, he misses it. But then also when we're on top for the majority of the second half, we don't make it count. So I think I think the, the frustration is, and it, that's why it comes back to me for um, you know the summer being short and not really being able to recruit properly. It's that it's pretty much the same squad we had last season. So it's the exact same strengths and the exact same weaknesses, and it's that's what's frustrating. I think is that not much is changing, and because the players haven't changed and. You know, rather than just constantly still slag off the same players or moan about the exact same problems, I think people are starting to moan about Rowett, which you know they're entitled to do. But but like Aaron, I I don't really buy it. Well, no, actually, I mean, he's the next target, isn't he? Well, he's exactly. the manager. He's the manager, and also the, the, you know we've mentioned the small squad, and I remember that being one of Neil Harris's um, regular um, phrases when he was managing that he likes a small squad. He likes to work with a small group of players, and you build team spirit and all the rest of it with that. I mean, I think sometimes that's making the best of the practical reality that when we will, um, of course, we don't we don't command the the resources that even a Cardiff might do. So you know, we have to be be realistic. I've got a couple of replies to my Twitter questions earlier on. I've got Don Don Dino Leon, a great name, Don Dino Leon. Um, we should have won again. Not enough quality in the finishing, as as we've said across the show here. I think Don. It's fine being the team no one can beat, but a point a game isn't enough because theoretically you can go for a season with just 46 points and suffer relegation. I mean, I think it's going to be that's not quite that bad, but um, I do think that we, we, we've had no luck in, with strikers. I mean, Kenneth Zahor yeah. um, looked, the, looked the part, Ryan, didn't he, when he came Oh, in, 100%. He? I think Kenneth Zahor would have been quality yesterday, even like maybe not start, well, probably starting to probably start ahead of Smith, but. Um, yeah, like the luck. I mean, it's easy to like bang on about injuries, and you, you sound terribly, terribly like um, Jose Mourinho, don't you, Aaron? If uh, if you do constantly whine about, or is it Jose Mourinho? Um, you, do, <laughs> you do you do sound a lot like him if you constantly moan about how many injuries you've got. But where we have a small squad anyway, and you sign two strikers, well, you signed one striker in Troy Parrott, who looks like the real deal in pre-season, getting a lot of goals, really good finisher. And you're thinking, hang on, this kid could come in and, okay, he might not set the world alight straight away, but there's definitely potential there and it's quite an exciting player to have. And then before the season kicks off, he's injured. So you go, all right, let's put our necks on the line here. Let's get a player, Kenneth Sahor, on big money, got Premier League experience, got good championship experience, comes in, looks good off the bench a couple of times, scores a goal, wins us a game, and then gets injured for the majority of his loan spell. It's just it's just no luck when I think, especially it's, it's that false hope, it's, it's hope that kills you, isn't it? Where, you know, you get someone else in, you go, finally, we're not really going to have to watch Bradshaw do his little shuttle runs for 90 minutes or or Bodvarsson <laughs> chase shadows and and kick balls with the outside of his foot into the stands for for 90 minutes. And, and then 
two weeks later they're back both starting or one of them's and it's it's just frustrating and I think I, I feel I feel, I do feel sorry for Albert to an extent where you know a game's one nil against Cardiff we're, we're we're pretty much in control of it players are starting to flag you know you've got another game on Wednesday then you've got another game on Saturday then another midweek game and you've you've got four players out injured four or five starters out injured you're, you're starting to sweat you turn around and John Daddy Bodvast is there giving you a big old grin being like good luck come on Gaffer and you just your head just must drop because you know he's going to have to come on because no one else has got any energy and it's it's just going to be the same result, really. Big shout out to James Gibbons, who's given the season so far. Uh, we're only, what, 12, 13 games in there, are we? Uh, he's given it a 7 out of 10 to be lingering around the playoffs. We can't complain within our, with our budget, he says. Very true. Man in a match, Bart, followed by Thompson. Um, also, Grumpy Grimace. Big shout out to Grumpy Grimace. Bodvarsson's miss is a summary of our season, he says. Not enough chances and not enough goals. Right place, right time, wrong person. Big thank you to everybody who's replied to my Twitter question. It does it does um, give give some good conversation points? And one more from um, Barnsley. Man on a match between Bart and Tomo. It wasn't like uh, his miss uh, was a, a was a tap in, but Bod has to work the keeper and hit the target at least. And I think that's probably. Um, the way we best leave that that miss from from uh, John Daddy Bondvarsson yesterday. Um, talking about near misses, chaps, we came quite close with the Achtung Acker yesterday. Um, we nearly had a six-fold accumulator come off there, but Brentford let us down by not beating Wickham. What kind of division is it when you can't back Brentford to beat Wickham? You chose Brentford. Um, that was... Um, was that Ryan? Was it Ryan? <laughs> I still don't think I've got one right this season. It's, uh, it is my, uh, the monkey on my back at the moment. I still don't think I've got one right. But uh, shout out to, to Alex Grace as well, who was at the game yesterday. And uh, he, he put an, an audacious accumulator on for every team in the championship to have a corner in both halves of their games. And wow. I think the, on, the only side in the whole league that let him down were Millwall and Wickham, two of the sides that you would very much back to get corners. So uh, a big shout out there. I wasn't the only one who, who had a disappointing result in my acca. Shout out to Alex Grace. I was, good, I was going to throw in an interesting conversation point about Twitch, but having seen Aaron in his bedclothes and uh, a dishevelled looking Ryan, I think I might save Twitch to some other time, and the, uh, and the, 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 which is a video streaming service for those elderly people like me that wonder what Twitch was. But I'm going to leave that in that case. I'm going to move on. To... Go on. Go on. No, I'm, I was just about to say, with Black Friday on Friday, I'm looking forward to seeing what offers the club shop are going to be doing. Sorry, wrong person. Where's Michael Avery? It'll <laughs> be, be available next week, I think. We'll come Ooh, back good. to that. Well, I hope he's got the Black, the, uh, the, the Black Friday deals on the, uh, the club shop ready. He'll be looking. He's all over that already. So midweek, chaps, Mill versus Reading. The, the football is fast and furious across December. Um, what do we think? I mean, Reading started like uh, a blistering pace, like an express train. Uh, and then they seem to have come off the rail slide. Another, another loss yesterday, I believe. So, a mm. game that we probably want to be looking for three points. I mean, how many times do we have to say that in this season? Yeah. We've got to be looking for a win midweek, Ryan? Yeah, we, we, I mean, we definitely need a win anyway, because I think, like you say, about how quickly the games are coming this season, I think it's going to be quite hard. To, you don't want to get on a bad run. Um, no. And I think it will just, with, with fatigue and with injuries and everything like that, I think if you start getting on a bad run, it, it might snowball and, and just spiral out of control really but I think it, it's, it's going to be a really hard one actually because yeah Reading started unbelievably well winning all their games I think now they've lost four in a row three or four in a row but um, they're very much an, an all out attack team the new manager they've got is um, 
come in from I'm not sure where actually from Serbia I think but um, he he's an all out they, they, they're very much all out attack it's a lot largely the same squad really that they had last year a couple additions but you know they've got well they've got they don't have money to spend but they're happy to spend it anyway with their with their wage budget being three times their actual income but um, I think it'll be it'll be an interesting game actually because we'll, we're going to be the best defensive side they'll come up against and obviously it'll be on the roads they've just from 2-0 up as well, lost 4-2 to Bournemouth. So they'll be feeling sore. Confidence might be low. I think if we can execute a proper counter, Gary Rowett classic counter-attacking display, it has the hallmarks of a, a nicking a 1-0. But, you know, I don't know if, if even that will be enough to please people. Famous, famous last words from Mr Loftus there. Aaron, I mean, you... you, you... Reading is Reading are a funny old club, aren't they? At the moment, they're up and down. I mean, yeah. um, I don't know where BBC, where the BBC sending you this week. Will you be um, up north on uh, your midweek schedule? I have a feeling I'm at Stoke Norwich on Tuesday. Right. I have a feeling. I have a feeling. I'm waiting for confirmation uh, as to where I am on Tuesday, um, and then the weekend. Uh, FA Cup weekend, so okay. I'll be doing TV on on Sunday and a bit of radio on Saturday. Just waiting to see what what's going on with regards to Reading, though. Um, there's a a bit of concern that this is becoming like a full blown, like an actual rut, an actual problem for a crisis, than, right? Yeah, a, a crisis, yeah. if you like. Yeah. Um, they've lost four on the bounce now. Um, you know where they led the top of the table for a number of weeks. They lost four on the bounce. They've conceded what two, five, eight. You know, ten goals in their in their past four games. Um, if you look back at the, I mean, they, 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 yeah, they're shipping goals. Their shipping goals are fun. It's a very, very dodgy time for them. Um, I don't know how how they sort of built this run of form, but I think they are one of the clubs in in a false position. Okay. Uh, Velko Palovic, he's getting he's getting a lot of questions asked of him already. Sorry, I'm still a bit tired. He's asking getting a lot of questions uh, asked asked of him, Velko Palovic. Um, and and the fans there, they're quite toxic. That's when they decide to turn up. Because let's be fair, it's it's usually quite an, uh, a, a, a a a quiet place to go. Really. Traditionally, um, traditionally, yeah. But you know, a lot of people very very concerned at, at, at what's going on right now, and and the manager's lack of game management sort of skills. Listeners can hear the physical toll that top level media life takes on its stars and um you know my my heart goes it's out to mr bastard. mr paul <laughs> <You're a bastard. laughs> give me a hey. score prediction for midweek ryan loftus what's your score prediction mate oh dear i'm, I'm gonna go for that one nil i'm gonna go for uh it'll taking be, a one nil yeah as bad as some of the other performances but hopefully we nick one and, and stop stop the rot before it sets in and in, in bed with Aaron, what are you going to go for midweek? 1-0. One nil. Uh, one Straight nil. away 1-0. What got to be uh, a 1-0. Um, yeah, it's going to be one of them ones. I think they'll keep reading out. I really think they'll keep reading out. I'm going to go for Millwall 2, Reading 1. Big thank you to the chaps for taking time out this Sunday morning. Um, Ryan's off now for a vegan burger at his local, uh, his local artisan <laughs> emporium. Aaron, get some sleep. Yep. Mate. Get some I'm sleep. going back to bed, mate. I'm going back to bed. It's one Don't of them, son. It's, it's going to be a busy week. So 
I'm just trying to take uh, take the opportunity to get as much kip as possible. Great stuff. Aaron is on Radio 5 Live. Tune in to, to his stuff and, and do follow him on the social media. Media Aaron, but you'll see him on, on our, our um, posts constantly on Twitter. That's it. No Twitch from me, dear listeners. That's the end of our Sunday morning sermon. Thank you for tuning in. And until next week, bye for now. Thank you for listening to Aspen Media. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a cheeky little review. However, direction you will. Till next time. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.